Welcome to the Empower Podcast presented by the Houston Area Urban League. This week's episode, I'm joined by President of the Houston Area Urban League Young Professionals, Dion Dorsett, where we discuss the Young Professional Auxiliary, its role in the movement, and how they're continuing to serve and impact the community in a new virtual world. Empower is a podcast presented by the Houston Area Urban League that serves to inform young professionals about the Urban League, its programs, and the various civic and social topics pertinent to the community they serve. The Urban League has always served to empower the community and understands that in order to do so, we must first engage and educate the next generation. Welcome to the Empower podcast hosted by Ray Shackleford, presented by the Houston Area Urban League. And today we are joined by my brother in the movement, another one of my fraternity brothers, two weeks in a row. Obviously, our CEO, <laughs> Justin Robinson, the third last week, but none other than the president of Hall YP, uh, Mr. Dion Dorsett. Dion, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing wonderful, brother. How are you, Mr. President? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh, just like Andy. most people. Continuing to adjust with this uh, this quarantine life that we're all experiencing currently. Right. And, Absolutely. You know, today I wanted to talk about our young professional auxiliary uh, that supports the Houston Area Urban League. And so I guess first and foremost, what is Hall YP? And I mean, that great question. Uh, so... <laughs> How IP is so many different things, but if I had to really sum up uh, what the young professionals are here in the city, uh, we're a nexus organization, and that's what I, I tend to see the organization as. We're a nexus organization in the city of Houston, where we focus on connecting young professionals um, to the person, to their purpose, and their uh, passion for the community. Uh, we try to figure out where uh, do people want to serve, and then we try to get them in the place where they can maximize, you know, that passion. Uh, we're a space where we're preparing professionals uh, to be informed advocates in their communities, uh, philanthropists, volunteers. Uh, with all of this culminating to support our affiliate, the Houston Area Urban League, um, you know, so we're doing advocacy work. We're raising money constantly. Uh, and we're like the volunteerism arm of the organization. Uh, this organization is not a one type of demographic organization in terms of the industry that someone may be working in. Uh, we have healthcare providers. We have people who are climbing the corporate ladders. We have people who are significant players in government and politics, attorneys, entrepreneurs. Uh, so we cover a vast space of young professionals who are just, you know, ready to roll their sleeves up and give back to the community. Okay. So essentially, if we had to sum it up in a sentence, uh, the young professionals exist to support the Urban League uh, in every way that they are possible. And in terms of the membership, like you said, it is a very broad spectrum. There is no specific space that our members operate or work in. Um, and I guess what you also have in ties to Louisiana, we can say it's a, a gumbo of sorts. When it comes yes, to absolutely, food. yes, absolutely, <laughs> it is the the freshest gumbo too. <laughs> so. so let me ask you this: How did you get started with the Urban League? 
Like what? What? Uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you do it? Man, that man, that is a story, uh, and I never get tired of telling it, uh, just because uh, the way that it impacted my life. You know, um, so roughly, I would say maybe about five years ago. It's somewhere maybe October, November, twenty fourteen. Um, one of my good friends from college, Annie Wade, was serving on uh, your leadership team at that time as professional development chair. And I'll never forget, she reached out to me and said, you know what? She said, uh, Dion, you're doing great work with Southern University. I see your leadership there. You know, we need to get some more men, you know, uh, in this leadership space. You know, so she asked me, would I be willing to come on to serve as a co-chair for professional development? And she was like, oh, or maybe you want to do uh, social and cultural events. Um, but we just need more male leadership, more men involved in the movement. And so I did a little research, you know, I followed back up with her. I told her, I said, man, I like what this organization is uh, about, like what it represents. And uh, I have, a, I had a few friends who had actually were in urban league chapters across the country. I think during the time, uh, one of my other college buddies, uh, Chad Robeson, he was at the time the president of the New York chapter. And so I'd seen the Urban League, I'd been to a meeting, so I was like, okay, you know, this is something, you know, I could get behind. Um, but the other thing that really kind of got me involved, man, is that I, I've always been involved um, in advocacy and civic engagement. Um, and I got to Houston and I really didn't have my bearings, right? I didn't know who necessarily to connect with, how to get involved. And this really provided me an avenue to get involved. And so. I reached out to Annie, let her know, like, hey, I'm on board. I'll never forget my interview. Uh, I think I was I interviewed with you and Jasmine that night, and I was like, oh man, this is uh, this is serious. Like, we we got we got interviews. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I remember that interview felt like it was an hour. I was like, man, and Dion, you better not mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I remember we started after we got approved by the board and I was able to come on to serve. Uh, I came into the organization as a member and a board member. And uh, about 30 days in, uh, Annie, you know, realized that, like, you know, she heard from God, like it was her moment to launch her business, you know, to jump into the entrepreneurial waters that um, she had been thinking about, um, which kind of left me <laughs> to be the sole professional and development chair. And uh, that from from that, they said the rest is history. I had a decision to make. Am I going to stay and uh, meet the challenge or uh, was I going to uh, head out? And so I decided to, to stay in. I had a great support system and my fellow board members. And um, it's been one of the best decisions that I've made since I've come to the city of Houston. Yeah, it's, it's funny hearing you recount that from your perspective because I definitely remember on my end, with, like you said, with myself and Jasmine, and for us, we were definitely like, okay, Dion's new. Like you said, Annie had to step away to take care of some things from a business perspective. And because you were new, we were like, okay, so Dion is definitely not going to stick around. And so when you decided to actually step up to take on that committee, we were, you know, pleasantly surprised because we were already starting to make plans for how are we going to shift and address the work that still needs to be done. Right. Um, and for that vacancy. And so definitely yeah. appreciate you for stepping up to lead in that way. Yeah. And, 
again, it's just funny hearing you tell that story. From your yeah, mind. absolutely. I think another piece of it too, man, was that, um, you know, they, they, we talk about often about, um, you know, God's timing, not our timing. And while I wanted to jump into those waters, I think that I got in when the timing was right, uh, you know, by God's design, because I, I've been sitting on the couch, uh, going to work, uh, and I was in this routine where I just wake up, work out, go to work, come home, work out some more, you know, social media. And I would, and throughout the day, I was just a social media advocate, activist, you know, but there's one thing about, the, it's one thing to be on social media and to be yelling and ranting and raving about problems in the community. And it's another thing to put your, you know, to, you know, get out there in the community and get your hands dirty. Um, and so it was a perfect opportunity to segue me slowly into what that looks like uh, to where now I'm in a space where I could uh, be more of a greater impact uh, than what I was five years ago. And then I, you know, that one thing led to another. And I think I tell people all the time, the movement is infectious. Uh, you get in here and you say, tell yourself, well, I'm just going to check it out. And the next thing you know, you look up five years later and you've served in multiple committee chair roles. Uh, somehow you never intended to be vice president, but now you're vice president. And then the first thing you told yourself when you came in was that I don't want to be president. And then you look up and you're like, I'm the president. <laughs> and exactly. so... It's one of those things where, you know, it's a calling when you when you call, you know, there's going to be the people who will always answer the call. And that's one of the things I'm excited about, you know, in terms of this urbanly movement across the uh, country. No, and I, I think you definitely hit it on the head. It, it absolutely is a calling. And, um, you know, I think most people that step up into these leadership roles share a similar sentiment or experience in terms of how they they came to serve in those various capacities. Right. So it's just, you know, listening to you, it gets me inspired all over again. <laughs> and uh, it reminds you why we do what we do. Right. I guess for, for people that have never interacted with YP, what are some of the committees that you guys have and, and what do each of those committees do? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So we, you know, I like to say we have the hardest working committees in the country. Uh, and so anybody want to dispute that? It's not up for debate. You know, I only, only debate my equals. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, we have a, a host of committees uh, that really it, it's the, the committees are designed really to to find whatever you're passionate about. We have something for everyone uh, from our civic engagement committee that really focuses on our advocacy efforts in the community, uh, whether that's the get out the vote campaign, uh, making sure that people make black count by completing their census. Uh, and then, you know, other things that are coming up in the community in terms of criminal justice reform, uh, you know, similar to the issues that we currently have with uh, the HISD school board, uh, you know, we're in all of those spaces, you know, being a voice or being a conduit of information uh, for the community. And then we have the community outreach. So it's really difficult sometimes because I often get community outreach and civic engagement uh, mixed up with each other because they overlap. They have so much overlapping spaces. Um, but I like to tell everybody that community outreach is, is the heart of the organization. It's the part of the organization 
mission and see people that can see the people hurting, can see the people that are in need, and they come up with strategies to address those needs to try to help heal that hurt uh, in our communities. Uh, so, you know, you have to have a giant heart. They're probably some of our hardest workers, uh, always giving up their Saturdays, uh, showing up at schools to do readings in the middle of the day, taking vacation time in the middle of the day to take students on field trips. Uh, so definitely the heart of the movement. And then we have uh, fund development. This organization does not run for free. <laughs> uh, and one of our primary responsibilities is to support our, uh, our affiliate through philanthropy. Uh, and fund development is crucial to it. And so we have people who are constantly working on grants, uh, people who are working on events that are going to raise revenue uh, to, to really support the mission of our affiliate uh, and, the, and our just overall chapter operations. Um, and then uh, one of them that's near and dear to my heart, uh, it was the second committee that I chaired was membership engagement. And this, or this group is all about the members. You know, how can we serve the members? What do the members need in terms of their development, uh, interacting with one another, um, you know, the space that they occupy in the movement or the space that they occupy within their communities? And so we're, they're focused on providing membership perks. Uh, you know, we always say that, uh, you know, you come into the movement with the intent to give of yourself. Uh, and it's when you're giving that, you know, you start to, you start, you, re you realize that you really start to receiving. Uh, and so it's one of the exciting parts. Uh, and, and membership also is a committee that knows everybody. They literally know everybody's name, their last name. They're like, oh, you're such and such from there. And that's because they're constantly looking at the membership data, uh, trying to analyze a better way to serve uh, the membership. Uh, what else do we have? So we also got uh, PR and marketing. My God, PR and marketing. What would we do without <laughs> PR and marketing? Uh, we're one of the few chapters in the country that is really blessed to have a PR and marketing team. Uh, a lot of other chapters may call it the communications team. Uh, but PR and marketing supports all of the committees. You know, so they're the ones that are responsible for getting our vision out on multiple platforms, helping you to digest it, understand it. They help to shorten uh, down my speeches. Uh, because I'm long-winded, <laughs> so I've been told. Uh, in a nice way, though, they say you're very verbose. <laughs> that is nice I was way. like, uh, I was like, yeah. I said, all right, that means it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> um, but they're doing great work. They, you know, so those they're doing graphic design work. Uh, you know, they're putting out newsletters, uh, press releases, uh, and they're really the creatives of the organization. And then uh, we have professional development, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, we actually call it professional and personal development because we focus on your mental health growth. I think it's just as important to develop emotional intelligence just as much as professional intelligence. Uh, so they focus on those spaces, um, and they really really do a great job because that YP space is covering a 21 to 40 demographic and in each of those within that demographic are various uh, sub demographics um, uh, where members need different things and so they're providing those those spaces from the people who need to shore up their resumes uh, to the people who need leadership development training uh, and then uh, we also have uh, what do we have social and cultural and so that's the fun group that's probably one of the most popular uh, committees. 
because they come up with the ways to get you out in the city, active, socially uh, engaging with other people. Uh, I like to say that the reason that most people who are especially new to Houston have friends, (laughs) Um, (laughs) because most of the friends that I have now, I've met uh, through the social and cultural events or just being members of the movement. So there's a lot of committees, a lot of work. uh, but of course, we don't ask everyone, anyone to come in and do everything. Just do something. No, absolutely. Uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Even when you were talking about how you started to get engaged, and this is something I know I've been consistent with over the course of the year. It's just, you know, I always tell people it's not enough to go to work, you know, work out and go home. Like right. you need to be doing something. You don't have to do everything that I'm doing, but I just need you to do something and you can help move us in a positive direction because each little bit makes an impact. And, you know, with social and cultural, the thing that's funny for me is that's how I got started with YP. And (laughs) at that time, I was much more introverted because that's my my natural state. And so it was a means <laughs> for me to start to like force myself to have to meet people engaged because that was not my thing back right. in 2013. So um, it's, it's funny, again, just kind of reflecting on those things and hearing other people's perspectives on the committees. Right. Uh, now, one of the things you touched on is very, very critical and we touched on it last week with Mr. Robinson, is the census, uh, the Make Black yes. Count campaign. So definitely, please, uh, what is your call to action for people that are listening as it relates to the census? And what is Paul YP doing around the census to make sure we get that complete count? Yeah, absolutely. And I would tell people that the census is the most important thing uh, or the most important opportunity uh, if for many of us like, that we will ever have in our lifetime. Uh, it only comes every 10 years. And you have to think that when you don't take advantage of this opportunity, it's, it's unlike missing any other opportunity. If you miss an opportunity, usually it'll come back around maybe that year, the next month or the next year. You miss this opportunity and you will feel the effects of it for the next 10 years. And it just won't be an effect where it's, it's not addition, one plus one plus one. It's not that. It's a multiplicative uh, effect. It's an exponential effect uh, to where whatever happened that first year is going to be even worse by the time you get to year 10. Uh, and the census really uh, makes sure that we get our fair share. And so anything that you can think of in terms of federal funding that comes back to our states, that comes back to our local municipalities, uh, is touched by the census. Is touched by the census data, and when we're not counted, uh, then it's almost like we're not there. It gives people permission to pretend that we don't exist, that our issues aren't real, uh, that our roads aren't damages, that our schools aren't falling apart, that our healthcare system is not failing. Uh, and so, this is an opportunity uh, for us to have our biggest voice. You know, people often talk about how they feel like when it's time to vote that maybe that their voices aren't being heard through their vote and, you know, they get a little agitated and maybe they'll, they'll get discouraged and fall out of the process. But this is literally the most important time for your voice to be heard. And we can guarantee you that your voice is being heard. Um, and so, you know, I, I really applaud uh, the current c- census effort uh, because, you know, I 
country is facing unprecedented times right now with COVID-19. Uh, this pandemic is really throwing off a lot of the efforts. Of course, there's uh, other players involved that, you know, would hate for you to be counted and for you to get your fair share of your tax dollars. Um, but uh, we've continued to do the work. Uh, one of the things that HawaiiP started off early in the year was that we wanted to uh, approach census engagement the same way we did for voter registration. You know, if we were going to be out voter canvassing, well, then we want to get out and knock on doors to talk about what the census is uh, and how impactful and meaningful that is. So given the pandemic, we transferred all of that energy to our virtual spaces. Uh, most recently, we had a joint event with the Austin chapter where the our two civic engagement leaders got on the call to really educate the people about, well, on, on Instagram, they took the opportunity to educate everyone, the community on what the census is, the impact, uh, dispel some myths about the census in terms of uh, confidentiality of data, or uh, for the conspiracy theorists, uh, the people who believe they're, they're being tracked. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, just, you know, and I'd like to say something to that, too. Even if you're being tracked, man, give me my share fair. <laughs> my fair share, man. That's all. As long as you get your fair share, that's, that's, what's, that's what should be really important. Um, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole too much. <laughs> but uh, we also have some efforts coming up where we're partnering. Uh, we're partnering with our Texas chapters. Last year, the Texas chapters all uh, went to our state capital in Austin uh, during the legislative session to tell our legislators about what we need in our communities. Uh, to lobby for more resources and to really focus on building synergy across the state. Um, programs that may be working in Dallas or in Austin, there's no reason why those programming uh, shouldn't be in Houston and vice versa. And so one of the efforts that we took in uh, to the count of was like, okay, you know, uh, who does certain work really well? You know, we know that Houston has entrepreneurship center. And so what we decided between the three chapters is that everyone will take a focus and then each chapter would support that focus. And so one of the things that we're doing is that we have a host of census, online census events that are going to be coming out uh, over the next month and a half, um, you know, throughout the foreseeable uh, future uh, in which we're engaging individuals about the census where we're really breaking it down to uh, what the census means to the individual person uh, so that it can be become more personal. And then uh, so other things that we're going to be doing, civic engagement work. Uh, we'll also have an economic empowerment uh, partnership. And then finally, we'll kind of shore everything up, mix it in with health and quality of life uh, events, you know, the movie nights and all the fun stuff. Uh, but And we're also about to win this $50,000 that the census is offering for the best video. Uh, so <laughs> detailing why people should complete their census. So as soon as they put it out, I tried to send them an email to tell them like, hey, you know what, just only announce the second and third place, you know, because we already got first place. Uh, but apparently the, re the, the email that, uh, that they sent using it doesn't actually accept email. So, you know, I don't know, Ray, if you got some juice, you just reach out to them and let them know that, you know, this is in the bag. And so for, for the listeners that don't know, there is a <laughs> competition that the Census Bureau has put out there. for people. Ain't no competition. 
<laughs> win this all 50,000. For people to create videos uh, to get people excited and engaged in completing the census. And there is cash prizes for that. Uh, as you heard, President Dorsett is claiming that. Uh, and hey, I mean, I'm a firm believer in, you know, you got to speak it. And uh, we'll see. You know, prayerfully, that comes uh, to fruition. And if not, in Houston, we definitely want one of our, our Urban League chapters to, to win their prize is the objective. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that people need to understand to, I guess, put a bow on it, that the census, like you said, there's not much that you can do that's that impactful when you're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars coming back to your community yes. in under 10 minutes. <laughs> that will have an impact for the next 10 years. Right. And when you put it in that context, like you said, whether you're being tracked, quote unquote, uh, like you said, the conspiracy theorists in some form or fashion, at the end of the day, it's about getting your fair share. Right. It's about power <clears throat> and making sure that your community is being adequately represented and funded, uh, which is things that we definitely struggle with within the black community. Now, yeah. One of the things you touched on just then was the relationship with urban leagues across the state. And so we do have a presence, as you mentioned, in Dallas, uh, as well as in Austin. And I guess what I want you to kind of touch on is what are some of the unique things um, that you guys are doing in terms of that relationship with those other urban leagues across the state? And, you know, how does that relationship look like especially not just in Houston but across the state as it relates to how we've had to shift with COVID-19 so I guess two part you know how do you interact with those other chapters across the state and then how has our work uh, shifted as a result of COVID-19 the coronavirus yeah yeah absolutely so I will say so one of the reasons I think um, the foundation of the strength of the what we like to call the Texas delegation is that uh, annually we ha- we host an event called Texas YP Weekend, uh, and it rotates between uh, Houston, Austin, and Dallas. Um, and the focus of that event is to really connect the young professionals from the different cities. It's one thing when you know you experience the movement in your own city, but it's another thing when you go to another city and you see people just like you doing the same type of work and making the same type of impact. And it really allows you to see the breadth and the depth of the, of the movement. And so Texas YP Weekend has always been a foundation point for us, uh, regardless of who's president, because it happens every year, whatever the, whoever the new president is, it's an opportunity for them to build relationships uh, with the leaders of the, uh, the other organization. Uh, allow for our teams to mix, to share ideas, uh, and to serve together. And we build bonds and we build friendships. And those bonds and those friendships then turn into more actionable items uh, uh, to where we can work in the in the community. Uh, like my fraternity, we have a motto that says, uh, friendship is essential to the soul. Uh, but I also think friendship is essential to the work. Uh, and so when we kind of build that relationship and we have that rapport with one, of another, one another, now we have ideas where we're thinking on a grander scale than just our city. Uh, and now our chapters in Texas, we think about this, we think about the state. Yes, we have a micro focus 
uh, on our particular cities and our, our greater metropolitan areas, but we also are viewing it through, from, through the lens of how does this impact the state? And so, um, as I mentioned before, we decided that, you know, once COVID-19 and this pandemic really started to kind of bring a halt to normal uh, civic engagement activities or just normal activities of, of, the ch of chapter operations, we decided that we weren't going to cannibalize each other uh, by trying to get a lot of content out there um, in this virtual space, but that we would focus our efforts on doing what each chapter does best. They are, uh, the Dallas chapter does wonderful job, excellent job uh, in the civic engagement space. Uh, they've actually had two, um, I think two of the past Southern region uh, members of the years uh, were former civic, were civic engagement chairs. Uh, they, they built into their website uh, a feature that allows people to look up, you know, who their representatives are, what, where they can vote at. Uh, and then we take those type of great efforts and then we duplicate that across, uh, across the state. Uh, the Austin chapter is great with health and quality of life. Uh, they have a strong focus in getting people to engage. Uh, I think their mo the motto is we're becoming family. And so, you know, through that, that motto, you know, they're, they're doing a host of different events that's allowing people to connect and engage, uh, to build the relationships, to, to pull the resources of the community and pull the pool of talent resources as well. Uh, and so their heads and shoulders when it comes to YP Fit, uh, you know, events where you're getting out in the community. And then when you get to the Houston chapter, you know, we have a we have a small business development university uh, entrepreneurship center uh, that wins awards every year on the national level. Uh, so no one is doing entrepreneurship work uh, better than, uh, than Houston. And so uh, from that space, now Houston will focus on, you know, providing economic empowerment opportunities, learning opportunities. And we take our combined efforts, our combined resources, the people who are following us on social media, uh, and now we project this unified message out to everyone. And honestly, the hope is that chapters across the country will see how, uh, how one, how efficient and effective this is, uh, but also to see how we can lessen the distance. Uh, you know, we always turn to look at distance in, in terms of miles or kilometers, right? But now we're in this space where distance is about a click. And so if we can get people to make that click, then we can educate them and we can bring something and add value to, you know, to their life and to their community. No. And, you know, what you guys are doing from a state perspective and that interaction, I think is, you know, the ingenuity that you guys have leveraged to put that together and that whole dynamic is something that should be modeled, not just within, you know, our movement as far as the urban league is concerned, but I, I believe that a lot of people can take that example and see how that collaborative shared work uh, can be impactful from uh, a state and regional perspective. And yeah, so absolutely. Hopefully some people are taking notes and, and look to do some of those same things. And I guess Dion, you've been involved how, how long now with the, with the urban a little bit. Yeah. About five and a half years now. Yeah. About five, and five and a half. So let me ask you this. Am I supposed to be getting a pen soon? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think, yeah, you are you a pen now that you hit the five. Um, I need to check my anniversary because I know it's coming up as far as YP. Oh, um, man. <laughs> why, why are you so committed to the Urban League? I mean, you like you said, we are volunteers. It's not something you're getting paid for. Why Boy. are you so committed to this movement? Did you... You work tirelessly to, you know, obviously do something positive in your community and make yeah. an impact. But why? Why? Why would you do this? Yeah, man. That, I mean, that uh, it's. Uh, I mean, that's one of the questions. You know, uh, you know, on those days where it's heavy and you know, there's a lot of meetings and uh, you have to work late and you need to produce a product by the next day. You're kind of asking yourself, why? Why am I doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the, the thing that I, I love uh, most about it is that uh, the why is the people, right? Um, you know, like, you know that there's a need and there's something that you could be doing more of, and you were blessed. Um, and I may not be blessed to the space where I can write, you know, a $100,000 check, you know, to, to solve a problem. But I am blessed in, in the sense that, you know, God gave me an opportunity to get education. He put people in my life that allowed me to further myself and advance myself. And if I don't, and if I continue to move forward, we're never looking back, we're never reaching back without building any bridges. Um, then, you know, I've done a disservice to everyone that poured into me. Um, and so the why is the people, there are people out there who are hurting, who are in need. There are people who are hurting and in need and not, don't even know that they're hurting and in need. Um, and there's even more reason for us to get up and do this work every day. And I think one of the things that kind of that really keeps me going, though, is, is, the, is the young professionals who, who wake up every day with that type of uh, spirit for community. You know, this is, is, is tireless work. Um, uh, sometimes it's, it's, it can be thankless or it can feel like it's thankless. Um, but when you look to your left and you look to your right and you see your brother and your sister uh, there serving with you, making it happening, helping to share the load, and you realize that this is something that is uh, not only doable, uh, uh, but you can even do more. And you start thinking about the different spaces in, in, that you can impact further. And so, um, you know, the Urban League movement has given me so much. I tell, uh, I think one of my sayings that I, I, I share with people when I, they ask me why the Urban League, and I tell them, I said, um, our greatest opportunities come in service. Uh, every opportunity that's been afforded to me in the city of Houston has been associated with my service to the Urban League, move, to the Urban League movement, uh, to being a member, uh, a serving our affiliate, uh, and serving on the leadership team of the Houston Urban League Young Professionals. Uh, all those opportunities that come from that space. And it's when you're working to serve others and not to your own benefit that uh, people notice, right? And they, they notice the work that you're doing and you don't even notice that, they're no, that they notice you or that they're watching you. And the next thing you know, you get tapped to be in another space. And then that space allows you to advance, you know, your life, your career, uh, or the level of impact that you, that you can have uh, doing the work that, that, you, that you're doing. And so it's one of those things where um, you can be a blessing to other people. And I always want to be a blessing. I always want to, my legacy, uh, you know, when God calls me home, I want my legacy to be that 
be the people, the people that came after me, to know that they can live a better life, a richer life, uh, to know that they can have the prosperity that they deserve, uh, and which I believe is a, a, a human right uh, for them. And so, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, uh, but the main reason is, is, is the people and the lives that we impact every day. No, I, I think that that is probably why we have been able to sustain now for like 21 years is because yes. you have a lot of people like you said, that understand the importance of the work we do. They see how impactful it is. And, you know, service, it may not always be in the form of uh, some type of cash reward or incentive, but the benefits that come from serving and having a philanthropic mindset, giving back, you know, it is priceless to an extent, but there's also, like you said, some very tangible things that come out of it as it relates to a development perspective, uh, your network opportunities that you gain access to that you would not have otherwise. So right. I definitely want to encourage people that are listening to look into getting more involved in their community Hopefully it is with the Urban League. And so for those that are looking to get engaged and help to do some of the work that we're doing here in Houston or with the Urban League movement, how do they get in touch with Hall YP? Where do they find more information? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, first things first, like you can always uh, reach out to me directly. I have a Google number now, uh, so you no one can <laughs> dial my down my personal line. Somebody told me that that wasn't safe. <laughs> uh, uh, so they can definitely reach out to me at president at hallyp.org. Uh, we also have info at hallyp.org. They can connect with me directly. Uh, or if you, you know, if you're like me and you like to talk to people more than texting and calling, you can always give me a call at 281-654-5544. That's the new Google number. Uh, uh, but of course, where most people find out about Hall IP and the Urban League movement here in Houston is by going to our uh, website at www.hallyp.org. You can find us on social media under Houston Area Urban League Young Professionals, on IG at Hall underscore YP. We're on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but the chapter's on Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> you can check that out. Uh, we're in the LinkedIn space. You can find us on LinkedIn, often sharing articles about professional development. Um, and then, of course, you know, just, you know, once this pandemic is over and we continue to, we're able to move forward with, you know, uh, normal uh, everyday operations, uh, you can always come and visit us at the 1301 Texas Avenue uh, building, which is the home of our affiliate and where all the magic happens. Uh, so, you know, feel free definitely to reach out to us. Anyone with an Urban League symbol, uh, you know, in their profile uh, will help you to direct you to get you in contact with one of us, one of my team members. And do you guys have any events uh, that people will not, you know, physical events, obviously, because everything going on, but yeah, yeah. Uh, any virtual activations that people can catch uh, coming up? Oh, yes, absolutely. So every Tuesday, whether we can meet in person or not, we have a general body, or well, every second Tuesday of the month, we have a general body meeting. And so this uh, this week, uh, this Tuesday, we'll be having our general body meeting from 6.30 to 8. 
Uh, we'll be talking about something that is uh, really on everyone's mind uh, right now more than ever, and that's just financial security. Um, and so we have some really great speakers who are going to to be joining, with, uh, joining us to talk about financial security, the steps that we can take right now, especially as it's related to this crisis. Um, and so the easiest way to follow a lot of the virtual events that we have coming up is to make sure you're following us on Instagram, to make sure you're following us on social media. Um, and so we'll be sending out links to all the people who register. You can find our events on Eventbrite as well. All you have to do is type in Houston Urban League Young Professionals. Um, some other events that we have coming up right now, our events, a lot of our events are focused towards uh, members and just making sure that uh, given this new norm that we're facing, that, you know, we're protecting your mental health. So we have movie nights coming up um, in the month of April. We have a game night coming up that is going to be a game night across the state between the three chapters. Uh, we're working currently on having a cipher, <laughs> a virtual cipher, uh, to connect uh, spoken word artists from across the state. Uh, so we got a lot of things going. It's hard for me to keep up because every one of my committee uh, committee chairs uh, and the officers are always working on a brand new idea. Someone called me today and said, hey, I want to have a talent show. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> let's add something else to the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no. Uh, but we have another major activation that is coming up and I want to get everybody's support out there uh, and we're in partnership with Be The Match we're in competition with seven other chapters across the country in which we're focused on getting uh, 100 plus uh, individuals to become uh, registered donors um, uh, bone marrow donors and this is such an important piece the Urban League you know encompasses there's so much in a space and in the health and wellness space, we have to understand that this is an opportunity for you to be a donor and to be a lifesaver. Like we're highlighting our, our health professionals who are on the front line of saving lives right now. This is an opportunity for you to be a hero, uh, just like those individuals by saving a life, someone who may be suffering from sickle cell anemia, uh, some uh, uh, blood cancer uh, that may be afflicting them. And so, uh, we are going to be having a few activations around that where we're getting people registered uh, for that. I must, you know, disclaimer, there's a $500 prize, you know, once we get to 100 registered members. Uh, and there's another 500 once we win. Uh, so we'll be reaching out. Uh, you'll be getting phone calls if you're interested in stepping up to the plate and being the hero that you know that you are. Uh, then we definitely want you to reach out to us so we can get you that information. Well, Dion, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you stepping up to lead. Definitely want to give you your flowers while you're still here. And we appreciate Absolutely. everybody on your leadership team that's out there doing the good work to make an impact. And we thank everybody for tuning in each and every week for the Empower Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Shackleford. And again, it's presented by the Houston Area Urban League. To learn more about how the Houston Area Urban League is impacting the community and ways you can get involved, visit us online at haul.org. Follow us on Twitter at HOU Urban League. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or whichever podcasting platform you enjoy. Thanks for listening to Empower, presented by the Houston Area Urban League.